right. Welcome to everyone who's just joining us. That 30 second will be given. Uh, I mean, was given so that so everybody can actually can come and join us. Today is a late show. That's right, Kopi with Vance. And today we are going to talk about something with my guest speaker. Let's talk about changing our mentality from illness cure to wellness care. Of course, our regular guest speaker, Dr. Aravinda Singh, HS, is going to join us shortly. Hello, doctor. Hi, good evening, bro. Good evening, everyone. How are you doing, Vance? I am good, sir. How are you today? I'm okay, sir. Today we are doing the podcast, so a visual video will not be available, but of course it is going to Spotify as well. And right. at the same time, it's going to Apple Podcasts um, and other social medias as well, which is LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube. Thank you, doctor, for once again for joining us. Uh, such a quite a... <laughs> is it a late or too early for you? What do you say? Uh, it's still okay. It's still okay. I just finished work. So, yeah. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> As usual, Doc. So we're going to jump in straight to the topic today. Um, so, yeah, before we even go in, Doc, I mean, why is it we call it mentally, you know, from illness cure to wellness care? Right. So let me just take uh, a brief history through time. Lah, huh? So, uh, Vance, you will remember that uh, in when you were very, when we were both very young, if you ask our grandparents, where to go to hospital when they were not well, they will yep. refuse to go. Why? Right. Because hospital was seen during their era as a place where people go and they were left to die. That right. was how a hospital was looked at. That is where the word hospital came about. There was some meaning to hospice. Like today mm -hmm. where you hear about hospice, which is end of life care or even giving palliative care to people, right? So, right. Uh, uh, of course, they are linked to cancers. Uh, not necessarily people who are going to pass on, but people yeah. who are also looking for support. Hospice is there to help them. But what I'm trying to say is hospital was looked at very, very long time ago. I'm okay. talking about maybe uh, about 100 years ago where it was looked at as a place where people will die. Right. But our generation vents, people look to the hospital as a place where they can go to get cured. So that was where that was where uh, uh, the difference happened between uh, us and um, our grandparents. Even our parents may have had a tough time telling our grandparents, look, you have to go to the hospital to get well. But our grandparents, their mentality was people go to the hospital to die. All right? Because that was how uh, how it was those days uh, with diseases uh, perhaps not very well known people always felt that they only need to stay at home unless it is very severe uh, they go to the hospital and most of them end up dying that that was the thought of it then so people actually thought that you go to the hospital to die uh, to uh, for end of life care but uh, our parents generation and our generation we know the hospital to be a place where we can seek help you're unwell, you, uh, right. you you feel you need medical support, you need uh, uh, tertiary care or you need secondary care, you go to the hospital to get well. So basically, mm -hmm. there are two ways. Either you go to the hospital to uh, uh, be admitted or you go to the hospital to get outpatient care. But right. generally speaking, we go to the hospital uh, or uh, even healthcare centers thinking that, you know, I have a condition, I want to get better from this. All right. You have a cough, you go and you say, look, I have a cough and you try to get treatment for your cough. You have a fever, you go to the place, uh, to the hospital or to the clinic and you say, look, I want to cure my fever and that is what happens. 
Of course, the doctor right. have to conduct investigations and all that until they come to a diagnosis where they can give you the appropriate medication. Right. But we are going to face a problem because our kids and maybe our grandkids in future are mm. going to say, why are you going to the hospital or clinic or whatever? Only when you're sick, you should actually go and screen yourself even before you get sick. Okay. And that, I think, is the mentality change. Like how we never used to understand our grandparents not wanting to go to hospital to get care, it is going to be a time where our grandkids or even our kids will look to us and say, why aren't you going and getting yourself um, any help from these centers to prevent a disease from happening? Okay. So we have come from death to curative to preventive. So these right. preventive centers, I, I, I know there are a couple in Singapore and also in Malaysia where they call themselves wellness centers. Now, this wellness right. center, who are the people who go? It says they're wellness center. That means you're well, but you go there to get a screening done to make sure that you stay in that condition. So, wellness, cent uh, wellness is something which is a very new concept which will allow people, uh, healthy people, to make sure that they maintain that way. So, if you go to a wellness center and you have some amount of condition which is about to skew off, let's say you're about to get hypertension or you're about to get uh, uh, cholesterol problems, they can actually screen you and tell you, look, you're headed towards that part. Let's bring you back towards that normal that normal bit. And that is how it happens. So that is the new concept of curative. Instead of curative, we're talking about preventive. So you're actually talking about maintaining your wellness. Right, dog. So... Uh... To, to, to understand it much more clearer, right? So what we are talking about is preventive, right? Um, we, we know that, you know, the body is such an amazing machine or, 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 or housing, you know, that we, we live in. But like what you have said, um, preventive. So when we talk about preventive, nowadays it's so sudden, you know. Um, we, we know that, you know, when we talk about myocardial infarction, heart attack as known, um, it only happens, you know, 60 years, 60 and above, Right. Uh, but nowadays, we look at it, the numbers has reduced or rather has come down. So as early as 30, uh, we are hearing cases, people having myocardial infarction, heart attacks, and so and so forth. So uh, that's a bit, a little bit scary. So how can we talk about preventive in this kind of area? So if, it, does it mean that every year I got to go <coughs> from head to toe screenings uh, to check? Like, because that comes under preventive care. Yeah. So, preventive care is not a really, uh, I mean, it, it is what it is. It is preventive care, but it, I think uh, maybe to the younger generation, it may not be a sexy term. So, that is why they like to call it wellness. So, that means there's a positivity to it. When you talk about preventive, you're talking about something negative from happening. So, the element of negativity is there. So, when we speak about wellness, wellness is positive. When you talk about someone who's well, it's positive. So, people tend to move towards positive things. So, coming back to your question that whether we should get yearly checkup and all, it depends on when you go and get a screening done. I, I'm talking about, you, you're, you're talking about 30-year-olds. I'm seeing now 20-year-olds who I've seen before who wow. are actually very prone to heart attacks and even may have heart attacks also as well. And uh, what we actually need to do is, these are the people who unfortunately have some underlying conditions where uh, they may be having uh, uh, dyslipidemia, that means high cholesterol, or they may be having some amount of hypertension or some family history to suggest that they may have been, that they may be getting uh, heart attacks at a very early age. So all these type of things 
actually can if you're going to go and experience a heart attack and then go to the hospital then they have to get the full history down and then only they come to the diagnosis that look this person may actually be having a heart attack uh, it it actually that it is a long process from there in the sense that you know to get to the diagnosis from the starting point but if you are a person who actually goes and right. indulges in wellness that means i go and i i i seek a medical professional and uh, i i tell the medical professional look uh, i've just come to do a checkup but actually my uh, my family has a history of diabetes i have a history of hypertension i have a history of high cholesterol i have um, all all different type of diseases the doctor can actually look and narrow everything everything down and say okay you know what uh, for individuals like you it is important that you come every 6 months or do your stress test or even uh, subject them if if there are any uh, uh, ecg changes or even any stress test changes that maybe the person needs an angiogram and you may right. detect a, 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 you may detect a block which has not caused a heart attack yet but may 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 eventually cause that in future so when you actually uh, detect it at that early stage you have an intervention instead of treating the heart attack with long term you actually prevent the heart attack from happening so can you imagine we have gone now from those days of saying prevent a heart attack pre- uh, i mean uh, uh, you know uh, you 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 prevent death from a heart attack but now you're actually preventing a heart attack altogether so it is actually you're talking about uh, maybe uh, most probably less medications uh, shifting to a different health uh, lifestyle healthier lifestyle and uh, all of this which will actually assist with uh, with a better with a better and healthier life uh, with a healthier life altogether you look at it as wow. a way that you, you you look at it as a way that you know uh, uh why why should i undergo through that trauma my, my body has to undergo they call it insult that means even if you have a heart attack it's like a heart insult all right the heart is undergoing trauma why should i undergo that trauma when i can actually prevent that from happening so as as this idea catches on you will find that people will be having uh, the life the lifespan may not be longer that means our lifespan in let's say malaysia and singapore is about 60 to 70 for example okay. uh, people may still live up to 60 and 70 but their quality of years because there are people who live up to 80 uh, not all but some people who live up to 80 but they are unfortunately bed bound because they have a stroke uh, or they have a heart attack where they cannot be mobile but in this event you actually get people who are actually 70 and 80 and mm-hmm. what happens is they are still mobile and they have quality to life years now that is what i highly think that is happening in japan now uh japan you you always hear in the news you always see people who are 100 uh, it's a very common thing it's a common phenomenon here 100 means you know it's a, it's a very rare thing lah but in japan it's, it's becoming more and more oh, common it's a bonus yeah yeah it's a bonus but why <laughs> why do they get as a bonus uh, why why do japanese are they actually very lucky to 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 be living that long i don't actually think so i actually believe it is because the way they have channeled their people is actually to have health seeking behavior and to maintain being healthy not curative they 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 don't they don't encourage people to go for a problem uh, only when they have a problem to 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 get medical treatment uh one very interesting fact we always hear about japanese having stomach cancer stomach cancer stomach cancer stomach cancer everybody talking about stomach cancer in japan but right. actually have you ever, ever stopped to think why are we actually detecting a lot of stomach cancers in japan 
the actual fact is is because they look for stomach cancers they actually do uh, uh they they uh, you know once the person is over a certain age they make sure that the person undergoes a scope they check for h pylori they do all uh, different type of tests to make sure that the stomach cancers even if they are there they are treated early what we should be actually looking is at how come japanese uh, the japanese people their survival rate from stomach cancers are so high it's because they actually detect it early so what i'm trying to say is perhaps that if we move towards that direction we are actually looking at preventing people from getting severe uh, uh, comorbids or even severe uh, conditions in a very very long space of time okay and which will affect their quality to life years but now we are actually helping them to achieve better lifestyle better quality of life in that same lifespan and indirectly that helps the health system in many many different ways why you don't uh, become dependent you uh, there's a lower chance of you becoming a person becoming dependent lower okay. uh, chances of people who actually go and seek healthcare access for other different conditions like if a person has a stroke and they are bed bound they tend to get bed sores now they have to go and see an orthopedic surgeon to get that uh, sorted out but if they are not bed bound there's no bed sores to deal with so it, right. it, it makes it makes resources uh, put to better use uh, uh, so to speak so dog so let's uh, let's get it you know we dive in deeper right so we we talk about you know you know screening to be done i mean these are all i think uh, uh I, i think there is no certain age but probably we will say probably your expertise will say that you know above 35 and above you know you should do all these regular checks um the most uh, priceless uh, that you can't buy is your health right you can be the multi billionaire but you can never buy health for certain you know in fact the whole area itself you know you even you can buy uh, certain things in life but i think health is very important but when we dive into wellness camp so the wellness case also involve like taking care of yourself uh, make sure you that you know you're mentally you're stronger fitter physically as well um you know be around with your loved ones so could we add all that in the wellness care as well of course so we are talking about uh, you know some people are considered 35 and above uh, some places they consider 30 and above now every time you know when you and and i always see this that when you diagnose a patient with hypertension or you diagnose a patient with cholesterol problems which is quite advanced the first thing they ask me is doctor if i don't take medicine can i can i try uh, doing exercises but they have already uh, sadly passed that stage so if you come to the uh, uh, if you come to a place where they promote wellness within the the well and health the well and healthy community and they find a hey, look you know your your blood pressure is actually going towards the direction of having hypertension you're not there yet so i'm not going to give you medication why not you try doing exercise why not you try leading a healthier lifestyle it may actually work that time but if you're going to a place uh, or a, at a time where it is already beyond repair it is beyond uh, 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 health and you want to try with the lifestyle modification first it may or may not work at that point of time but if you look at it in the long run if you're a type of person who say that you know what i prefer to do lifestyle modification why not actually uh, think about wellness uh, uh, or maintaining your wellness so you go to this place you actually look at uh, uh, 
uh, all the different common uh, comorbidities like i was mentioning you have to take a family yep. history to find out what they have and then they can check for that and then say okay you know what your cholesterol is slightly high you don't need to start medication but your if you carry on or whatever you're doing now you're going to reach that why not let's start proper lifestyle uh, healthy lifestyle conditions do more exercise um, maybe uh, don't have a sedentary lifestyle uh, eat healthier that is how you move to the part and then you find people actually swaying off from uh, getting comorbids to coming back to being healthy again so that is the point where you find that all these type of things where you're telling people uh, uh, eat healthier live healthier uh, exercise it mm-hmm. plays a bigger role than doing it when uh, i mean don't get me wrong even if a person is diseased and they start living a healthy lifestyle of exercising and all that it's also good but you need that medication component in, in inside as well now this is what i'm saying that if you're detected early the medication component may or may not be there you actually have something which can actually help you uh, non pharmacologically we we you know doc um when we we talk about exercise you know that's that's expertise that i'm coming from um a person can be you know super fit right in terms of strength stamina endurance but uh, you know he doesn't smoke he doesn't drink but somehow or other if you look at it i mean uh, there's a few cases before that person actually had developed uh, cancer while the other end of the spectrum um a 90 years old smoking all his life and he's still smoking away like a chimney and he's living life you know uh, without any issues so how that ex- explains though so uh, you must understand that genetic changes have happened over the period of time like those days you hear people uh, dying at the age of uh, 80 and 90 to be very common these days is becoming less and less common it's because of our food intake a lot of other different things so the only thing that person may have been exposed is maybe like for example cigarette smoke but our generation you may be exposed to pollution you may ex- be exposed to cigarette smoke you may be exposed to asbestos in certain countries you may be exposed to uh, different carcinogens or a uh, different different form of uh, material or or even chemicals that can actually cause cancer all of this adds up of course you put the smoking component it becomes higher but the other person uh, who was smoking Uh, right. did not have all the other components so maybe that is why we are seeing a paradigm shift but nevertheless uh, a person who has been smoking all his life may not develop cancer but he may be having other comb or she may be having other comorbidities like coronary artery disease hypertension which will still require right. medication so if a person were to come who is a smoker and you see that their blood pressure is not yet hypertensive but about to hit hypertension they are having high cholesterol um these are the type of people who you know will have a high risk of actually developing a myocardial infarction so what you right. actually can tell them is look why not you stop smoking now let me help you to stop smoking let me help you to teach you what you should eat what you shouldn't eat uh, let me tell you how you can actually uh, reduce your hypertension by actually sm- stopping smoking itself you are already going to reduce your hypertension by right. already stopping smoking you are actually going to reduce the coronary artery disease in that person so these are all things which you do you don't have to stop smoking only when a person gets a heart attack you are telling the fellow to stop smoking even before they get a heart attack and you are preventing a heart attack that itself is going to save you know every you know every uh, there, there was a research done that says that every cigarette consumed 
actually reduces uh, a person's life by 5 minutes so if a day right. you smoke uh, a person smokes 20 cigarettes it's already 1 hour what 1 1 hour and 40 minutes shorter a person's life mm-hmm. so right. can you imagine that the person is smoking 5 days a week how many hours is that you know you go back to a, you go there you go back to a month you actually talking about a few days already maybe a day and a half so what we actually need to do is we need to stop them from actually causing damage to themselves so it is not even uh, once a person has a condition and then you stop all of this this is damage control now you are actually preventing damage from happening all right, right. there's a fire there's a fire that's about to happen you don't wait for the fire to come on and then call the fire department to put it off you're actually seeing a hey, there's a small flame there you know this fellow is going to build up and it can uh, eventually bring down the building i take a fire extinguisher and i put it off now even before the bomber or even the the fireman can get involved it's already done with that is what we are planning to achieve we don't wait for the fire to you know uh, 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 take up the uh, a space where 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 it cannot be managed and then you find other people or other means to come and stop the fire where there will already be damage done but now right. that small fire is there you just take a fire extinguisher you extinguish yes that floor or that place where the fire would have gone off would have been there but that's about it that's about them and the damage is 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 controllable right you know you know dog it's is very interesting to understand you know um you know we didn't even talk about you know mental strength or mental uh, resilience in the past decade but if you notice um, after covid-19 um the 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 speech or other the the attention is now really focused a lot on mentality and even mental they're talking about stress now you know coming up with different days like you know you should work only 5 days a week 4 days a week you know all these sorts of things are coming in uh where we are heading to i mean in terms of uh mental strength or alertness or even when we talk about resilience at this point of time so mental health uh, is something which uh, uh, it is coming up because uh, it is a up, i won't say it's coming up but it's getting more and more uh, um, uh, prominence in the field of medicine why is because during covid-19 we found that a lot of people were were were, were quarantined or people who were kept in their houses and they actually started to feel the mental burden of it all which in the past they may have just neglected because there were things to distract them work uh, maybe outside world and then and they come back and then they don't pay much attention to it so um, but but the good thing is even mental health is con- or men- mental health is also considered part of a person's well being and wellness you know who says that it is physical and mental health together so if a person uh, you know uh, i don't know whether i asked you this before vans do you know what the psychiatrists are always worried of the the one mental health condition which psychiatrists are always worried of uh let me see um anxiety anger no no <laughs> the, if, uh, the biggest emergencies uh, psychiatrists and anger management i think that's going to be a issue right <laughs> but you know you know what is the biggest worry that they have not only for their patients but for themselves is always burnout because burnout, it can take right, and right. yeah it some people take a week some people take a month there are some people who take years to come out from a burnout so when this actually happens they they know so a lot of uh, a lot of psychiatrists what they actually do is when they think that they are already hitting the stage of burnout or their patients are already hitting the stage of burnout they immediately take a step back because they know that if they hit burnout it can be a few days it can be a few weeks it can be a few months it can be a few years 
until the person actually bounces back, bounces back. So what we need to do is, you don't wait for the person to actually get a burnout. Go and see a psychiatrist, and then the psychiatrist say, "Oh, I'm sorry, you are actually uh, uh, suffering from burnout." We have to take uh, certain steps. We have to do certain uh, cognitive therapies. We need to do certain uh, therapies, or we need to give you certain medication so that it will help you. But again, the damage is already done. And and what what a lot of psychiatrists actually uh, 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 share with me is when they know they are going to hit burnout, they stop. Now that is what we are talking because they are all well. They have no burnout, but they are heading towards burnout. They stop immediately, and. Just because that they stop immediately, some of them who have actually faced burnout in the past, who took a couple of months to recover, just actually mm-hmm. needed a couple of days off so that they can actually come back and bounce back, and they are back to normal. Right. So this right. is what I'm talking about. You know, just because of that, um, you can you imagine? I'm talking about I'm talking about a bigger picture here. I'm not I'm not uh, saying that it is uh, the, the 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 other picture is not uh, okay. uh, important. But think about it, that you have now a doctor or a nurse or a healthcare professional who is able to function at an optimum level for a better period of time. That is what I'm talking about, quality. Because if this person were to suffer from a burnout, I may be short of a doctor for the next two, three, four months or two, three, four weeks or, or you mm-hmm. know, uh, and that is going to affect my services. And that is going to affect other people. So, can you imagine a worker who is working? Let's let's put a very uh, simple example: a person who is working in a factory. Now, if you actually, if this person is going to suffer from burnout, and you actually detect it early, and you tell the employer, "Look, uh, this person needs a couple of days off. I think they're overworked, uh, they're overstressed. Give them a couple of days off, and let's see them." And then that's what hap- that's what's happening in the UK where people mm-hmm. are, are required to only work X amount of hours and they can't work more than that because they find that people undergo burnout. Now, right. when that happens, when that happens, that fellow goes back, he has a proper rest and he comes back. The productivity after he comes back is going to be maintained. So if the company is actually very highly dependent on productivity of their staff, the staff is going to optim- are going to work at optimal levels. Mm-hmm. But can you imagine if they overwork that staff and that staff now actually has to uh, 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 undergo treatment or even therapy for being overworked or overburdened or for burnout, yep. the person may be away for a couple of months and productivity is going to drop, especially if that person is the team leader, that person who is leading the line, that person is the most important person in that line. Productivity is going to be affected. So that is why I believe that uh, big corporations, big corporate companies should, uh, even though they offer people medical services, curative medical services for hypertension, for their diabetes and all that, I believe that they should also start looking into occupational health of maintaining wellness within. That means a person is well, they have not taken medical uh, certificates or or sick leave, but get them to actually do every six months or a year at least a mental health screening, a general right. health screening, to actually detect. And there are a couple of companies here in Malaysia who actually engage, who want to do that. And you will be very surprised that you pick up so many people who have no conditions, they have nothing, but you find they are already prone to cholesterol uh, uh, cholesterol disorders or they are already right. prone to nearly diabetes. Now, a lot of them, when you follow them up and you tell them, look, you're not there yet, but you know, you have to change your lifestyle. You tell them, of course, you have to be very blunt to them and say, look, this is the best time to change because if not, you're going to end up having diabetes. And a lot of them, uh, a lot of mm-hmm. their family members have got diabetes. A lot of them, ha- they have seen 
oh my god the flu has undergone dialysis the person has undergone amputations i don't want to reach there and they change their lifestyle and they come back within 3 and 6 months and when they do another check up they say hey everything has gone back to normal can you imagine you have saved that one particular person from going into a lifetime of problems yeah. of course that person has to be i'm talking yeah having mentioned that right i mean you know some people are just too stubborn to listen to it but but i'm going to i'm going to flash something here right now um about a burnout these are the few things that you know can show sign in symptom but of course there may be more but uh, reduced performance and productivity that's what dr arvinder has talked about in corporate companies when the managers or even the bosses right now you know it's not like you know go and get for me more you get them more and then they want more so eventually the team is going to be fall into burnout and right that's one of the things that we talked about anxiety detachment uh, feeling less lessless low mood uh, difficulty concentration lack of creativity and fatigue but doc in your expertise um is there could be more of course definitely because one thing leads to another like for example if a person is burnt out they may not be able to perform as uh, as optimally as what they normally could like for example uh, a person can finish let's say uh, let's say if a person is dealing with uh, cases uh, they are able to finish 10 cases a day for example and then they finally find that they even get problem of finishing one case per day now because of that people may come and turn around and say hey you're not actually performing to your your kpi your kpi yeah, says KPI. and you are you are only doing one uh, uh, we are falling behind now that person has no stress but undergoing all of this the fella starts getting stress because of the stress the fella gets anxiety and because the fella can't uh, uh, cope with his de- uh, anxiety and stress the fella gets depression so mm, you see it's a okay. whole cascade cycle it's a whole cascade cycle it's a vicious cycle but if a person can actually say that oh you know what uh uh okay this person uh has already has some issues now we are going to stop here before it becomes worse get right. that person to a wellness center or treatment and the person actually oh you know what you're going to suffer from burnout or you're not yet burnout but you're heading there give that person appropriate rest the fella comes back within one week he's able to catch up and maintain that kpi or or whatever which is actually very important or any countables which are actually uh, very relevant to the company but okay. if you keep pushing that fella you are not going to get that but uh, but dog but unfortunately uh, some companies are just like that right they just look at performance uh, kpi uh, but right now i got to say that a lot of companies are you know looking into different angles on uh, benefits for their staff but there are still some who just squeeze them until you know you know they just go ay right i mean something's going to happen in the next couple of week i mean we ever heard before doc i think i remember clearly that you mentioned before even in a particular country a person was actually dead in the desk no one has identified right we we, we talked about Karushi, that, right japan yep there you go so i mean the bosses want revenue i mean right staff also want to bring back what they deserve so where can they get a balance if if a staff find that this is not for me in this company i need to leave means he got to go but some people are just you know worried right i mean they bring they got to bring back the food you know they got a family so they that you know what i'm just going to bite the bullet and press on right. that's where the problem going to come in right right so there are some countries like in the us they have compulsory sabbaticals they have compulsory sabbaticals where you you accumulate your leave over x amount of time 
but after that x amount of time you have to take leave you like it or not there's something important or something urgent there's something which is uh, your which the company depends on it you have to take leave during that time so the company has to adjust to your schedule to prepone or postpone as it goes to fit into your schedule so that actually has some amount of belonging and uh, um, there is some gratitude for the staff as well but at the same time i think it also shares that the staff time is their staff time that means uh, if their own time is their own time you find a lot of companies where staff accumulate so much of leave because they are so tied down to work they can't take leave they can't go here right. they can't go there and their leave gets expired and it gets burnt and all that so it actually causes more and more stress and um, it actually reduces productivity i think companies have to look at uh long term goals instead of short term goals when you look at long term goals you are looking at okay you know what what is my aim for the next 5 years but if you go about and saying okay what is my company's next aim for the next 1 year i want to increase productivity by 50% it may not be realistic because if you don't have enough hr you don't have proper hr you're going to be stressing those people whom are actually working for you and you must remember that your company is not only considered to consist of people who are healthy you have right. people who are working who are healthy productive people who are even having some amount of conditions and these condition uh, people with conditions may end up in the hospital now if you have 100 staff and 40, uh, 20 of your staff have a, com- a comorbidity and 80 of your staff are well now the maximum amount of work is going to fall on the 80 staff especially when these 20 staff i'm not talking all at once but some of them don't turn out work people have to actually start accommodating them now right. you would like to keep that composition of 80 20 why because you know that productivity can happen now let's switch it the other way around 80% of them have a uh, have a medical condition 20% of them are healthy now if you keep okay. that and these 80% of the staff continue working and they take a leave or or they take a medical sick certificate uh, sick leave because that they are because of their condition can you imagine what is going to happen to these 20 people now these 20 people are going to end up with these 80 people because of their current condition but if the office actually realizes that look these 20 people need to be maintained their healthcare needs to be maintained and they send them for every six monthly or yearly screening to make sure that they function optimally you yeah. can actually prevent these 20 people from going for the 80 people but if you no keep way. pushing them and keep telling that these 20 people to take over the work a load of 80 people maybe not at all at one go but even at time you will find that these people may actually deteriorate stress wise anxiety wise health wise and they deteriorate and they join the 80 people then the following 2 3 years you may find instead of 80 20 now you have 90 10 and who <laughs> and is ultimately you notice uh, the staff may just resign right Or exactly has, so uh, a medical condition like a blood pressure <laughs> yeah so you find that the staff resigned and the new staff that comes in happens to be a person with a comorbid disease so that right. is also going to call you so if it, if people start thinking uh, you know a company starts thinking that i am producing people for the country i'm not producing it for my company i'm not producing it for the next company i am producing someone who is going to work for the country in that mentality everybody will start looking after everyone because it is not my company your company it is our country our company when 
Yeah, when 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 right they now, think that uh, just to go to stop you for a while, I flashed sure. out something here, a link uh, from uh, www.psycom.net. It's a uh, lots of quizzes there. It's about almost about ten quizzes that you have to take uh, to actually to identify or at least coming closer to know where you are right now for burnout. So very interesting questions which I've um, I do myself time to time, and I think it's uh, one of the best which I have used. So if viewers out there. Um, if you think that you are feeling a little lethargic, tired, like what Dr. Arvind has said, sometimes if you, this this may not be the only one, um, the symptoms, there can be more. Uh, but, you know, if you, time to time, if you can just do these few quizzes to just to find yourself or take a, a certain holiday, right? A short holiday or do something for yourself. I mean, burnout. So, Doc, the, the next question I'm going to ask you regarding about burnout, right? I mean, we we, we just spoke about it. You know? We take a lot of preventive care. All right, for ourselves to, I mean, before a fire starts, if you see a spark, we should extinguish it. But now the question is, if let's say if someone is in a burnout and he goes out, okay, I'm burnout, I'm going to do all the things for myself, I'm coming back after one week. Then he comes back to the same organization and within a couple of days, he's burnt out again. So where shall we start from here again? <laughs> so that, that actually means that the person has not recovered from the burnout. That means that person has not uh, uh, fully recovered, right. maybe partially recovered. So what that person actually needs to do is that person needs to identify what is a burnout for that person. Now, Vince, your burnout may be very different from mine. I may work, uh, I may work maybe fifty hours and get burnout. You may work only eighty hours and then get burnout. So, but the thing is, once I reach forty-five, forty-six hours, I must know. Hey, look, you know, fifty is coming. And I really need to. I really need to do something about it. You stop. And Vince, you as an eighty person, you know that you are seventy. You say, okay, you know right. what? This another ten is going to hit there. I'm now. I'm going to stop now. But when you take that rest, you are actually coming back to normal. When you come back again, you are again ready, waiting to hit eighty. Now, this person who has come back and may not have functioned optimally is because their target is eighty. They were coming to you when they were seventy-nine or eighty-one. They've already hit that. Now, when they rest and they come back and then they go at it again, they are still hovering about maybe seventy-six, seventy-eight. And after a few days, you find that they are already hitting the eighty again. So, what they actually need to do is they actually need to know they they need to know the warning signs, the indicators that they are already going to be burnt out, and then they need the break. But Vance, your break will be maybe a bit more longer than mine because your endurance is higher. So right. that is why different people. That is why I said it is not a one, one system fit all or one uh, method fit all. It 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 requires care. It requires a, a detailed explanation. It requires proper clinical clucking before they can actually see signs and symptoms of recovery, and then they go ahead with it. So that is okay. why. So yeah. I, I I gotta I gotta pause you here for a while because I I think this is gonna be interesting because I just received a message. Uh, this particular person said, "Please do not mention my name." Um, I'm reading it from my text. Uh, how about burnout from home from wife? So this seems to be quite hilarious. But uh, so, dog, you want to answer that? <laughs> uh, we do get uh, some people uh, who say that they rather stay at work because. Um, they don't want to go home because they have spouse pressure. Um, uh, I, I won't say only the wife. Even some ladies come and say that they need a holiday from their husband. 
because of i think it's because of expectations not being matched with what they perceive so uh sometimes it is good to spend a couple of uh, a couple of days or time apart but again i think it has to be reassessed to something which is long term because a lot of people escape work to come home to get comfort but if you're escaping home to go to work for comfort there's something very wrong with the entire system so i right. think uh, that uh, and these days they actually offer couple counseling uh, a lot of couple counseling i don't think uh, when i say couple it's only linked to marriage or matrimony even some people when they are uh, uh, like sports people when they are uh, uh, a team player let's say uh, uh, tennis doubles or that badminton doubles they need to understand each other sometimes they may be going through a rough patch maybe outside the court they may be going through a rough patch so they yeah. actually go for a couple counseling to actually assist with uh, uh uh issues that might happen so that at the end of the day they can get through it so what that person actually may be looking for is actually not burnout from a particular person but where the expectations that not does not match so they actually need to make a lot of uh lifestyle changes uh to one another so that they can actually match proper so right. of course you can be doing that in your workplace where uh, i mean up to a certain point you can maybe uh, uh don't like like i know of certain workplaces that lunch time is lunch time you're not supposed to call that person you're not supposed to do uh, 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 you know you're not supposed to uh, disturb that person at that particular time there are some places where a weekend is a weekend there is no uh, uh, social media messages no instant messaging uh, no calling nothing uh, even if you require something urgent and you actually send that person and that person does not do it you they are not obliged to read because it is their time off so these are the type of things that can actually take place and work out but of course i think uh, in a emotional in a emotional sense of uh, attachment or relationship it may be slightly a bit different all right doc i mean um, we just got one more question regarding on the mncs all right are we still in the burnout section um toxic environment All right this could be the worst you know um we know the political games and certain environments you know somebody wants to get promoted so they got to bring someone down and you know um someone you know want to get good names in the company you know these are kind of sort of stuff that's going on and some stuff can be very innocent they just want to go in and uh, and get their job done and you know get their pay and then move on but some who is enduring it say that no i can't leave because of environment or because of situation because of economy uh, ever changing so they 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 tend to bite the bullet again and stay on and fight on but that is the time that the person is pushing himself or her to the extreme part of burnout and eventually go into anxiety because we have heard many cases where I'm not thinking on up uh, any particular organization we're going to mention names here but you know people tend to like you know go on a, a certain leave or they you know they go on without pay and and some even resign and they have been major cases as well but how one can decide and say you know what this is toxic environment I can't be here I'm going to move how will that be so I always believe that one man's uh one man's apple or one man's food is another man's poison right. so Uh, it may be toxic for me but it may not be toxic for you 
so it depends on what our participation on different levels so i think always engagement with stuff i remember uh, like for example i can share with you one particular company who this particular worker uh, uh, she was actually a, 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 a general worker within that particular department she was the best at her job all right she was really very good um she used to perform uh, very well very little sick leave very little uh, uh very little medical leave very little leave which she used to take because she was really enjoying her job she was really doing and uh, i think uh, when uh, they used to give her adequate time off and all that so she was mm-hmm. actually very very happy at the place where she was working now uh, fast forward about i think 6 years down the line uh because she was a general laborer general worker they decided to uh, uh shift her to a different section of the company now that section of the company had a different boss they had a different uh <coughs> manager they had a different line of work uh this lady had to relearn everything and i think the processes which she had to undergo through she's a laborer right so mm-hmm. the processes which she had to undergo through did not match her her skills which she's actually good at all right and uh, that caused a lot of issues she suddenly started coming with a lot of medical leave uh, she needed medical leave medical leave and actually after sitting and talking to her one day she actually just burst out and told me she said the issue is i just cannot tolerate my workplace anymore because right i was so happy in department x department x was treating me great i was happy there and now they have shifted me to department y i don't know whether i can handle the job that's number one that's anxiety that's creeping my boss keeps coming and shouting at me and telling that i'm not functioning to my optimal and he preferred the former staff which was there so which comes to the question of why was there a reshuffle in the first place now the second question everybody would like to ask is is not a problem with department y because there are some depart- people from department y who have shifted to department x and they find the same problem that same place which this particular lady was actually having uh, no issues at all so it may not be the department as well it may be because that person is not suited for that particular right. job so that person has to know for themselves that look i can tolerate this or i can't tolerate this like for example you can't get a fish to climb a tree and then scold the fish for not being able to climb the tree neither <laughs> can you get neither can you get a chimpanzee Right. to sing the person a uh, sing sing that sing the chimpanzee underwater and say you swim and hold your breath when when it's not built to do that so right. you and and at the same time a chimpanzee or, or a monkey was actually meant to climb a tree and the fish was meant to swim in the ocean so that is how we are each built so whether we are actually finding that milieu or environment where we can actually go and say that i'm a fish and i my my environment is in the sea and uh, uh i'm monkey and uh, uh, i'm a monkey and i'm supposed to be in the higher up trees or i am a, i am just an insect which uh, uh, needs to go and look uh, which a bee which i need to look for flowers i can't expect the bee to go to a, a, a river and pick up all the water and put it from one pond to another because right. even though the person has that capacity but that is not what they were meant to do so i think in finding that milieu sometimes they have to undergo different processes they have to undergo unfortunately some hurt but until they find the proper milieu then you will find that there is some work happiness 
and work satisfaction so where you say that some people are toxic there may be it may be due to other things as well they may not be in a job environment which they enjoy because if they are in a job environment where they enjoy they enjoy their work i know a lot of people who actually come for therapy and saying uh, doc i need to i need you to tell me to learn how to rest i was like why no i go i i work every day monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday sunday i said why don't you take some time off doc i can't do it i really enjoy my job and i have people who come in for that and you'll be very shocked to hear that there are people who are coming to get therapy and treatment for enjoying their job too much that they feel that they are neglecting other mm-hmm. uh, parts of their life so i think it's all about striking a balance you know doc i mean um, that can be also be your ocd as well you know um uh, obsessive chronic disease you know when you focus so much into something and then if you don't do it for one day you know it becomes like something like you know not normal but then right. having said that um you know we are just going to bring the um exercises part as well into for mental alertness or even when when you talk about mental resilience and you know the body and the mind is always communicating um i i've seen um there's no stats right at the moment but out of 80% i have observed those who are exercising regularly two to three times a week um not more than seven seven times a week then you can easily go into burnout as well because of exhaustion on physical and muscular but those who have been exercising going through perspiration going through the saunas the lactic acid the whole anatomy we can talk about somehow rather they can able to control stress able to stay away from all those of that we talked about i mean of course there is no guarantee that a person can still get a burnout but exercises actually makes you stronger sharper uh, give you all the tools mentally physically to stay away from all those stuff we know that right but still there are a lot of people who just not uh, getting into the exercises regime because they find that you know i don't have time or i'm already tired and exhaustion kind of stuff so that's co- could be also a, a lifestyle changes that need to be done that can be added into the what we talked about earlier which is the wellness care so i think that it will make great sense as well to 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 prevent somebody from going into all these aspects that we talked about yeah so uh some people who exercise you must understand that exercise is there to change our physiology that means uh if a person okay let's work at it this way a person who is a laborer who uh, works all day carrying heavy material walking a lot doing a lot of other things uh, that person's rest time may actually be physical rest and they may need more mental uh, exposure mental health exposure that means doing games doing certain amount of uh, uh, mental mental work as well now there are some people who have a sedentary lifestyle who is all, all the while in front of the computer uh, uh 20 uh, you know uh, 24/7 or around the clock where they are actually working and to break that monotony they actually need to do exercise so it depends on each individual but of course whenever any i always say that exercise is never bad every time you exercise you are actually uh testing your physiology to make sure that uh, your 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 body works in optimal conditions and of course you must understand that the balance of physiology happens one of the trademarks is actually because of exercise so you're actually bringing your body to an optimal level to function at an optimal level well said doc i mean that that's uh, i think it's uh, not not a secret 
but um, still people, you know, it's easier to give excuses rather than getting it done and getting executed it. Um, just to share a little, you know, those, those times where, you know, the schedule can be really packed for most of us, right? We, we live in a world that we always have to run. But of course, sometimes we need to just walk or even maybe sit. But, you know, just to get your walk done, you know, for either a one-hour walk or even 15 minutes, you, you got to do something. And and even it's easier to give excuses, but you still have to go to do something in order to create a great habit. And anything more than 15 days or 20 days, it just becomes like a brushing teeth. None of us will forget to brush our teeth, right, Doc? Because I think it's yeah. became a habit since young. But um, right. by exercising, you are, you know, there's just so much we, we talked about, the physiological change, the mental change, the emotional, every hormones are getting adjusted. You feel good. You feel exhausted. Uh, but I think this has to be has to be taken, you know, into not only into consideration, but someone who wants to do it, have to do it a baby step first. And then once you get it done, then I think you will thank yourself in the next six or eight months time, right? You can't see yeah. instant results. Um, yeah, so, we are already so, at 53 minutes. Um, is there any last uh, tip of advice you want to give, Doc? Because we're trying to keep it here for one hour for today. Right. Um, so I just want to... Uh, overall, part where we want to talk about um, anything you want to say, Doc? Yeah, so I just wanted to share that there are some companies that actually offer uh, uh, gym memberships or even uh, uh, sports memberships to their staff especially yeah. the executives, so that they actually do not neglect that physical activity which they so badly need. So there are some companies, that's why I said it depends on each company on how they do it. Some companies actually incentivize their, their, their staff for, uh, uh, for, for actually indulging in sports. Like for example, uh, I, I know where, where there are certain uh, companies like for example, banks or even certain uh, 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 certain companies that they have sports teams and they actually tell their staff, okay, we're giving you X amount of time off to actually indulge right. in this sport because you're actually good in that sport. So it actually gives them an incentive to go and work out and all that. So that itself is a very good incentive. So I think we are talking about the art of the art of creating different possibilities that works for each company. That means if mm -hmm. I have a company who is a, is a labor company, I'm not going to tell them that, look, I'm going to have give you a sports membership because these people go back, they are already tired. But they may be given, let's say, for example, uh, access to online news portals or access to online uh, uh, quizzes or online uh, portals where they can actually exercise their mental strength. And that will make a difference to them. So I think it is different needs for different people and uh, I think uh, uh, employers have to be really creative and uh, uh, get uh, get professional help to ensure that uh, they move in the right direction. Well said, Doc. Uh, it's always a pleasure of uh, <laughs> having you as a regular speaker at Copiores because we, we, we explore a lot of stuff. But uh, of course, when we talked about the main topic is, of course, the wellness care. Um, and of course, you know, we, we couldn't have enough, much of a time to go into the illness care to wellness care. But of course, um, we will definitely will cover another topic on that. Uh, but, Doc, you know, it's in-depth, uh, a lot of information that we, we talked about today, uh, especially in burnout. I think all of us fall under burnout, right, Doc? I mean, including us. Do we fall into burnout as well? 
definitely we are all prone to burnout but whether we hit it or not is a different story because maybe we know what our limits are but sometimes we cannot be pushing our boundaries to see how far we go because some people don't recover to, uh, completely recover from burnout right doctor so having said that thank you doctor thank you so much we will definitely come back again uh, this is uh, our podcast uh, you can actually listen it to in um, spotify and apple podcast um, and of course today is not wednesday today we are live as well on our podcast it's going to happen every week or almost every week so stay tuned till then um, thank you dr rinder thank you so much dr ben can i just uh, just just say something one Please of the it, part of one one of the part of actually wellness is that you don't uh, actually try uh, uh, you you know you you prevent from actually getting for example covid 19 so right. instead of getting covid 19 and then having the antibodies only for 3 months or so why not you wear a mask or right practice physical distancing uh, hand washing good air circulation all of this which can actually prevent covid 19 and long term covid effects that is wellness compared to curative medicine of getting covid and then taking medications of course if you happen to contract covid there's no other choice but if you prevent it in all those different ways why not prevent it all together so that is the basic gist of curative and wellness thank you thank you everyone thank you doctor you have a pleasant evening and we will stay connected for our second part and copy with lens awesome bro take care take care doctor thank you so much so that is uh, dr arvinda saying hs our regular speaker at copy events which i really enjoy our conversation backstage on stage on live not on live a uh, great doctor great friend who talks a lot of topics with us at copy events we 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 planning to do this on late nights as well um due to a lot of uh, people have actually requested to have a late night show uh but please do take note it is on spotify and apple podcast you can actually uh, listen it the topic will be it's let's talk about changing our mentality from wellness cure to wellness care and this is your events at copy events i will be joining you soon next week either tuesday or wednesday we still haven't decided yet uh but it seems like it's going to be a late night shows from now on so that more people can be able to listen it live and ask questions as well if you missed it you can always join us in our spotify and apple podcast all you need to do is just type it out copy with vans adios amigo this is vans and i will catch you all real soon <laughs>